Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today I'm sitting down with a Spencer Crail. Talk about one of the real folks left in the world today. Just an absolute good dude. We talked about going out on the road with Lauren Elena, Tyler Rich, Chris Lane. We talked about bringing along on the road Ashley Cooks, Avery Annas of the world. We jumped into his XM number one single, In My Person. We dove into the single Made. His latest release, 20 damn songs, man. You know what? Done enough. Let's talk to Spencer Crandall. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today. Mr. Spencer Crandall, welcome back to Vegas and Stoney's Rockin' Country. Thanks, man. Glad to be back. Dude, um, this is a funny story. I love telling it to people about how the show came to be. You opened for Lauren Elena. Mm-hmm. I want to say that was February. Yeah. And I sat with your, uh, what do you call this man right here? Is he your day-to-day? Is he your bestie? Is he your coffee buddy? He's BFF buddy? manager Jeff, but he's a Swiss army knife of a human. He does everything. He is, that's for sure. I remember having the conversation after the show is, how do we get this deal done to have your ass back here with your <laughs> own show? And we did it. Yeah, baby. We did it. So you have a bus now, your own bus, mm-hmm. and you're on the road. You got your own headlining tour. You've got an album that drops today. You're at Stoney's. You're in Vegas. Dude, what's going on, man? Man, we're freaking tired. <laughs> it's a lot. It's uh, but in the best way, right? Like, um, I'm an independent artist, so um, Jeff and I, although we're hustling, like we love building this thing. We're kind of obsessed with creating. Um, Creating things we love with people we love is kind of always my, like, just super simple life mantra. How can I do the most of that? And then adding value to the fans as much as possible. And that has seemed to work out. It seems to be kind of this new model, new system with the internet where we can deliver a ton of music to people and they can come out to shows. And it's crazy. Do you think that you utilize uh, the TikToks, the socials of the world, to test music for yourself? I... I did a little bit more of that like a year or two ago, some testing. And then eventually I just was like, I'm going to make this album the way that I like it. And then I will basically, I think a lot of people want to test on the front end, but then they get discouraged if it doesn't work. I think the reality is we can't know as artists, like what song is going to work when. So I just kind of go with the, the real test of what do I love? What am I obsessed with? What am I finding myself in the car going, God, I can't get this out of my head. Or like, what, what would I genuinely listen to three, four, five times in a row? Once I get to that point with a song, then I just have to trust my gut. And I do some pinging off of obviously Jeff and my, my parents and my friends and all those things. But once I get to that point, then it's putting it out in the world. Then... It's just like, okay, on a 20-song album, not every song's going to be a hit, so maybe five to six lead the way, and I'm not super romantic about which ones those are. So I, I let the internet tell me, and then once we find that, we just pour gasoline on the fire. It's kind of cool. You come out with 20 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just make a joke out of it. You think you're Morgan Wallen or something? <laughs> like, I think back to pr- prior to Morgan doing it, the, 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 there's a band called Biffy Clyro out of... Um, Scotland, I think they're from overseas, mm-hmm. but they put out a double album uh, maybe eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Every song on it, Rad. Nice. Was badass. Ballsy move, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just try to ask myself, what am I actually interested in? 
like what would get me excited. And I think our artist brain and our fan brain can get um, mixed up or like they're not connected. So like I think a lot of artists aren't doing things that they would be excited um, to get from an artist that they love as a fan. Right. And that kind of breaks my heart. Like I think the coolest thing we can do as artists is find something that feels like it's written on our bones. Like we have to do it and then go with that plan. And so I found this kind of story to tell with Western, this Western album. And, you know, the six chapters, how we're going to put it out, how we can play kind of both games. I get to play creating an incredible story that I feel like is an evergreen piece of art and put out a ton of music, get as many bats as I can at the internet, DSPs, all those things. And it made sense to me. And so I just said, you know what? Even if this is risky, I'd rather die on my sword. I'd rather die on the thing doing what I think is interesting and what I love. And the cool part is the fans see my excitement. They see my enthusiasm for it. And I think that magnetizes them to it. I think that just your social, um, the way you are social just lets people know you're a real person. And that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. That's kind of a neat thing, I think. I mean, um, yeah. we used to joke about it back in the day that the social side of it all is, hey, man, you used it to show, like, your relationship or whatever. And then it turned into music where you separated the two, mm. um, music from my personal life. And now sure. it's kind of one of those things that in your world as an artist, you have to do. You have to show people you're human. And uh, we talked about it a little earlier where it's kind of scary that people can know too much about you. Oh, it's wild. I mean, I'll, I'll show up somewhere and... People will be like, how was the thing you ate for lunch? And I know that your sister is uh, not feeling well. I'm like, I didn't know my sister wasn't feeling well. Like, the Internet's a crazy place. Um, but I think, for me, I just found this, like, this hole in the market, especially when I first started, that, like, there was a lot of people who were on the Internet, but it was this mysterious, like, I have a page. I'll tell you when things are coming. You know, like kind of Sam Hunt did this, and he's like a mysterious character. It's very on brand for him, and it's kind of what he does. It's just not my personality. I like sharing. I like talking. I like I'm an extrovert. So for me, I would just get on my story, and I'd be like, hey, this is what I'm up to. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. Uh, You know, I'm kind of posting stuff that's funny or just kind of like not even having anything to do with music about the Broncos or whatever I'm up to. And I think at the end of the day, what I created was like this friendship with my people because then I'm sitting there and I'm responding. So I'm seeing people at shows and I know their names and I know, you know, they're getting the album art tattooed on their forearm and I can tell you the day they did it on and they went with their mom and I, you know, like there's a next level relationship. And I think that's, those are the people who, you know, like think about your best friend. When they put something out, you feel like you almost don't have a choice. You're like, well, obviously I'm going to go to that show. Obviously yeah. I'm going to do that. Or and support them in any manner. Correct. Yeah. Whatever that means. And for me, it's shows and streams and stuff. And so I was like, I want to add as much value in people's lives as I can. I think a lot of that can be vulnerability and honesty. Like I think solidarity is underrated. Just saying, I feel this and I, I think other people feel it too. I don't think you're crazy. And I think I've really built you know, this whole machine around letting people into my heart. Not just, like, my day, but how am I feeling? How am I, you know, doing? What am I up to? Seems like it's a positive thing. It's working out all right for you. I think so. I think it's uh, I think it's underrated, and I'm, I'm kind of proud to be the guy who's talking about mental health or addiction or these sure. things on an album that, like, they might not be sexy um, compared to, like, a love song sometimes, but 
those are the messages that are like life changing. It's real life though. That's the end of it all. Correct. Because that's the stuff that although we all go to concerts and we want to sing the love song, that's the stuff that we feel like we can't talk about or it's taboo or whatever. And then when you're at a concert and someone talks about it and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, if someone were to look up to me, that can be very powerful for them to go, okay, well, if he can talk about it, maybe I can talk about it. If he got through it, maybe I can get through it. And people have given me that gift and I just see how important that is. It's pretty nuts. How do you, how do you, I'm, I'm just going to go on a limb and just assume that people reach out and ask about songs and weddings and all that kind of stuff. Have Have you been asked to come play people's weddings? Every hour of every day. How do you respond to that? It's tough because I like would genuinely. You're like, the answer is yes. If I could. If I could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like an opportunity cost every time that we do something. So like if I go play a wedding in Vermont, that means I can't play a show at Stoney's, right? Sure. So like there's money involved. There's, um, you know, obviously like travel and, and rest and all these things. So if I, I mean, wanted yeah. to, yeah. I could play a wedding. I could probably play two weddings every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the rest of my life. Um, that's not necessarily what I'm out to do, but I'm, sure. I'm so, I just usually shoot them back a message that's just like, I'm so humbled that you guys are using that song. It actually genuinely blows my mind that people in one of the biggest moments of their life consider a story that I tell to be like that right. important to them. But they can relate to it on that level. Dude, and that like forever when they're 80 or when their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids watch that wedding video that's the thing that encapsulates their love for each other it's pretty badass yeah kind of like i can't even quite understand it i think but i i just know that it's really special so i i just try to let people know like i love to be there i can't be there but just know that it means the world to me right I bet you could probably find yourself doing personalized videos like crazy. I think there's a, isn't there a website for that where you can cameo? Yeah, is that what yeah. it is? Can, cameo. Yeah. We've tried some of that. It's just really hard to keep up with. I can um, only imagine. And honestly, a lot of it I just do for free. Right. Like I always tell Jeff that I'm like, I don't want to charge somebody $40 <laughs> to go, happy birthday, Brittany. Yeah. So if someone's like, hey, can you send me a video? Most of the time I'm literally walking to my car. Someone's just like, happy birthday, Brittany. Yeah. So I don't know. It's It's not like my favorite thing to do and it just adds so much to your plate so it's i want to say you're one of those artists that's gonna that that has come through here and just normally i have to i don't want to say have to uh i explain to people what what vegas is and the mm-hmm. understanding but you already do all the things that show that you're human and that's kind of an important piece of the puzzle in vegas because there's so much opportunity to do anything entertainment capital of the world any given night, weekend, anything. There's always something going on yeah. here. So, uh, I don't. I don't need to say that to you because I think that you look at your your brand as your brand, and you're human. You yeah. share that you're human, and that's probably one of the raddest things I think. Um, that night you played with Lauren. I watched the crowd. I'm very observant, obviously, in this club just because I yeah, pay attention to everything that's going on, and I want to see what that is. And I do that with with other artists. I told you about Ryan Griffin when he yeah. came through and he opened for someone and um, the show was amazing um, just because you see people shift. They might have come for this or it might have been in the middle of the road or whatever, sure, sure, but sure. you better hope that doesn't happen with Avery tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it does, man. I, I always try to bring up people that are like what I, I think she's like so talented and yeah. my hope for her is that she leaps me. I mean, her and... Um, her and Ashley Cook that we've taken on tour with yeah. us, like, I just, Jeff and I always have the conversation of, like, we have to really believe in them. It's not, like, a numbers thing. It's not like they can just, they're not, like, something, we don't use them to grab tickets. We believe 
in their artistry and we believe in their voice. And so I saw Avery on TikTok like two years ago singing in her freaking bathtub. And I was like, she's a star, dude. Yeah. I don't know how I could ever help, but like she's a star and I just want to follow along. And then obviously she's done great. She has the highway stuff and all that. So that I was narcissist like, song yeah, just ridiculous. I was like, what are you doing this fall? Like, just come out. Just come on, hang up, hang out with us. And it's her first tour, so I think she's loving life. That's badass. So was she with you last night? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. she just drive behind you, fly? I don't understand. She's, she's on the bus. With she's you guys? on the bus with us, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know she was here this morning. Yeah, she's around somewhere. We should she have woke a... her ass up for coffee, too. What the I hell? I know. That's what I'm saying. She's uh, she's lazy, sleeping in. We got to teach the young ones. She's literally a baby. She's like 18 years old. Oh, so man. She's out with her manager, Tina, and we're always joking that she's... I called her a fetus the other night. I'm like, you're not even born. You're not even a baby yet. You're you're literally not alive. Because she was stressing about numbers or something. I was like, Avery, you could literally go away for 10 years and you're still not, like, you're my age. Like, yeah. you have a long, long, long while to do this. Enjoy the process. I, you know, these are things that I'm working on too. Like, well, grace but you got a little bit of experience with it, though. You went out on the road with someone that mm-hmm. that's at a higher caliber, correct? And you got to learn. So I think you're kind of sharing that same knowledge, which is rad. Yeah, and like, especially 18, and it's young. She has had a really fast trajectory. So to go from like nothing to two million followers and a record deal and a number one on the highway and like. That my trajectory, although it's definitely exponential in the last couple of years, I've gotten to kind of like bite away at these problems. Right. I think she's being fed like a nine course meal right now. So right. we were just talking about and it. And she has to eat it all. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, uh, but she's awesome and we love having her out with us. I did. We, we talked earlier. Uh, I don't know who it was, asked me if I'd ever had Luke Combs here before. And mm-hmm. we were t- telling the story of how he, he came here. Uh, in 2016 and opened for Corey Smith. Corey Smith's first West Coast tour. And it was just the craziest thing in the world to see how the two of them have... You've got Corey, who's been on the road forever. you got Luke, who's brand new, he had mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at the time. But it's just a neat thing to see people work like that together and see... I, I hate... I hate the idea that one does better than the other one because I'm all about win-win. Uh, my buddy Jim, who you guys will meet later tonight that's in town from Utah, he always says this thing to me, and it's about all boats rise. And, Dude, um, we it, say that all the time too. It's an important piece, and I've always been a win-win guy when I sit down with liquor companies, when I sit down with bands, when I sit down with even my, my friends that are doing stuff and want me involved or vice versa, want them involved in something I do. I always say, if it's not win-win, what's the point? Because you know what? You can do... I could pay you to do one show here, and you could do bah, whatever. It's not just a, it, it's not a priority to to you. Mm. Who's that going to hurt long run? Both of us, in that sense. Totally. And so my mindset is like, I want to give as many new artists a platform that I can, in that sense, to grow. And I think that win win is rad. The fact that you took something that you got with Lauren, I think that that's experience. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. And then you Super get grateful to, to her. Yeah, you get to reach out to the Ashley Cooks of the world that are growing and. And the flip to that is also a woman in country because that's always a yeah. tough thing as well. I, I mean, it's not like I'm some savior or anything, but I do. I like going out of my way to be a part of that conversation. Sure. Not that I'm like, again, anybody better or different in the conversation. I just think it's important, especially for the straight white guy, <laughs> to to step into the conversation and go, hey, I do want to be a champion for women and I do yeah. want to be a champion for people of color and lgbtq plus in this genre and i'm okay if that's not for everybody but i genuinely i want to be a part of that conversation and you know i have i have a podcast i had a bunch of those people on um 
And it's also just because they're all freaking talented. I want sure. the world to know who they are. So Ashley, Avery, these people, it's like, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's it's awesome. You think about it in a sense, um, we spoke a little bit of it earlier um, off mic, was was that it, what happened to just good music? And it has to be based on good music, period, end of story. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, they could... they. They're good people. They have good music. None of that other stuff really matters. Yeah, I saw Avery, and she could have been a purple alien. Like, whatever. She's just the best singer in the room at all times. So it's great having her out with us. And, dude, I've had so many people. I mean, like, Tyler Rich was a huge part of this. Chris Lane was a huge part of this. Like, I didn't have a massive record label, and they saw some something in me and just invited me to open up acoustically these shows and, like, that experience, just even like being able to fail and try and learn, I just know how important it is. And so right. anytime, you know, we have an opening slot on this tour and I'm just happy to have somebody who like deserves it. Avery is so talented and I, I'm pumped that she's with us. I, I told you the story earlier that we don't normally do opening acts here. Right. It's just not our thing. Yeah. It just, I mean, you, you can see our green room really isn't conducive of it. I mean, just our setup, the stage is very big, blah, blah, blah. But as we get the stuff that comes through, when this when we first started talking about doing this, someone from the from the booking side was like, yeah, he's bringing an opener. And I was just like, no, we don't do that, man. And then I was like, you know, just for shits and giggles, I'll show you the email where I just said, who yeah. is the opener? And I said, Avery Ann. I went, all right, let's do it. And that's yeah. basically what it was because we don't normally do that. We're a dance club that mm-hmm. plays live music. You know, you saw it a little bit different with Lauren because a lot of, I mean, there's was, was a lot of people here. There'll be a lot of people here tonight too, but yeah. they come to dance. That's what we're known for. And yeah. um Obviously, the music stuff as a venue, we're starting to get known a lot more for that as well because you said it, you're going to Vegas. Oh, you're playing Stonies. And that's kind of yeah. like, um, I love that about it. Let's talk like, what is your favorite song to date that you've been a part of? Yeah, it's a great question. Like, oh, it's, thank you very much. <laughs> it's, it's tough because, like, I don't have any children, but I hear this is how you feel about your children. Like, I love them all equally but different. And I think, obviously, my person has like, changed my life it's been such a hand raised song for me where you know it was my first xm number one and really the the first kind of moment where we would show up somewhere and groups of a hundred people knew a song at the same time yeah so that's super cool um it will always kind of feel like my firstborn uh on this album made has been you know kind of it's my person almost on steroids. It's doing what my person did just way faster. Yeah. And it's um it's just the kind of song where I can put it on the internet nine times during the week and eight of them are gonna pop off because it just feels like it's a lot of energy in that song. It's a ton of energy and I, I love the message of it. Um in a world where and I'm so bad at this myself. I expect perfection. I expect I can feel entitled sometimes to things because I'm like, oh, but it, life is hard, so why can't somebody just give me the thing or why can't I just have it? And the reality is the best things in life are the things that you grind for, that you work for, that you choose yeah. consistently and that you come back to and that you build brick by brick. And I think a song like Made is cool in a world of Disney songs of like, isn't it nice that we just bumped into each other and our textbooks fell and we picked them up at the same time? That's not the message of that song. The message of that song is no matter what, I'm going to choose this and I'm going to choose you. And I'm really proud to like be a part of that. And obviously kind of like it has the meat of the message and then to have the candy of the, 
production and the melody and all that stuff. It just feels like one of those kind of perfect storm things. And it was a huge part of why we made the album sound like it does, the writing, all that stuff. So it really kicked off this whole era for us. I like to uh, um, I like to use the analogy of there's to me there's two dif- two different types of people in the world and you kind of said it in some sense one is the person that wa- wants to win the lottery and is fine with that mm-hmm. and there's other person that wants to work their ass off and earn as much as they did by winning the, like hitting the lottery yeah. and, and I already know what type of person I am would it be nice to win the lottery absolutely yeah but would oh, it yeah. mean more to know that you put your blood sweat and tears into something and yeah and I mean I moved to Nashville and I watched my a lot of my friends and people I didn't know quote win the lottery and they got these massive deals and I felt sick to my stomach with jealousy I was like oh why doesn't anybody think I'm cool enough for blah 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 and now that I'm on the other side and I built it brick by brick I wouldn't change it for sure. the world because I'm so proud of what we've built like that I'm riding around the country in a tour bus that we're self-funding that we are doing this whole thing by ourselves we've obviously expanded our team we have an awesome team but it just means that much more i think when i went to go step into the circle at the grand Ole opry flashing through my mind was eight years of sleeping in walmart parking lots learning chords in my dorm room playing free shows for beer at a frat party playing for zero people at a gun club because they told me the wrong time but i wanted to get paid so like well just play to the grass like literally (laughs) show after show for just the bartenders or whatever. That feeling when you get to the mountaintops is just way sweeter and and you can't know that until you do it, but it's it's real. I heard you say earlier that um, your goal is to, uh, I don't know what the name of the Broncos stadium is. Yeah, Mile High Stadium. I mean, it changes the the freaking sponsors, but I call it Mile High. Mile High. Because that's what it's been We'll go back to Mile High. So having Red Rocks there and the stadium there, I know you said earlier the goal was the stadium, but I mean Red Rocks is a monster too. Oh yeah. Like which one Mile High better? Like it Mile High so like Red Rocks as far as like the vibes, Red Rocks smoke kicks the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But Mile High to me, you know, obviously the capacity at Red Rocks being like ten K, Mile High's like fifty. Yeah. And it's more about this like how do I get an entire city to come out and experience the same joy and the same storytelling at the same time. Like there's nothing like that on planet earth. And once I saw Kenny Chesney do that growing up, I was like, Oh, that's the coolest thing that you could ever possibly be a part of on a summer night. The whole town, nobody's a Democrat, Republican, black, white, short, tall, blah. You are just, a part of this like amoeba, this and mass engaged as hell, too. and you're all experiencing the same sorrow, love, party. It's the coolest. Like nothing makes me feel just more a part of the universe than that. And the stadium just has a little bit more than that than Red Rocks, just because of the amount of people. And it's obviously just a massive goal. I think I've definitely tweaked that goal just with the, you know, kind of the the wording of. It's not just to play the stadium. It's to enjoy the process of playing the stadium. Getting to that point. Yeah, and like, because as we all know, the craziness of this industry, like, who knows what's going to happen. But if I love trying to and and the chase of that, then no matter what happens, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a filled life. Who's going to play that show with you when it happens? 
Hmm. Who are you bringing along? That would open? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, your damn show. Like, man. You think about, let's just say that for shits and giggles, tomorrow, next week, whatever, the show was going to happen, and you got to make a phone call, and you get to pick who's going on the road with you for that particular show, because it means the world to you. Yeah. So, I would say probably Ashley. Ashley's like literally one of my best friends in the so world. So you would just do it with two bands, that's it, and call it a day? I mean, okay, so Ashley's like, you know, the second person. Um I mean, honestly, somebody like Tyler Rich, like that's a cool opportunity if for some reason I were to get there. And like, I love the thought of just bringing the homies, just bringing the people who brought you. And that's, I think that's what life's all about is doing it with people that you love. And Tyler's like a brother to me and I think he's super, super talented. So people like that, I would much rather have a bill like that. And, you know, if you're, if you're talking about anybody in the whole world and like, you know, there are there are people that pop into my head, but I don't think it'd be as fun as it would be just to do it with my buddies. So sure. obviously Ashley and somebody like Tyler, somebody like uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else off the top of my head. It's killing me. I mean Avery's great, obviously she can. I like the idea of um, you be surrounded by your boys, not necessarily just guys, but yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying people like that you're comfortable quotes. with. Yeah, yeah, that sort of your thing. Your people. Is, I mean. Yeah. Your person. <laughs> I feel like the longer I do this, the smaller my circles continue to get. And I saw people do that, and I kind of thought that they were dicks when I first moved to town. Because they would I, take their friends out? Kind of, or, or just that like I fell outside of their circle. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that they're just protecting their energy and their life, and they're like, they just like this thing that they have and it's not that like they don't like you there's just a certain amount there's like a bandwidth of relationships energy sure that you can possibly give and receive from and i feel like the longer i do this the more i'm just like okay i'm i'd rather have 10 people who i'm with all the time but we do everything together and we love life and we like are super super close versus the because i've been this guy too and it's just very unfulfilling to me the like I have 100 acquaintances that I'm constantly looking up their Instagram to be like, fuck, what's their name? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't love that as much as I love like really doing life with people. So that's why Ashley and I are so close because we are like neck and neck in this journey, doing the exact same thing, playing the same venues, having the same you, shitty experiences, you beat her awesome here. experiences. <laughs> you beat her here. <laughs> but we're so invested in each other and are like you know there's just very few people who when i go can i bitch to you about something that if i told this to anybody they'd think i'm you know conceited prick or whatever you know and she's like yes yes you can because i feel the same thing that's that's like priceless you know i use the analogy i had a boat for a while i sold it during covid perfect timing by the way um because everything was more expensive in covid right uh had it for like three and a half years and if you were my friend per se Chances are you were on the boat mm. um, because that's a different world. It really is because you, this is a boat. I mean, it's probably the space a little bit smaller than this. And you're spending three, four, five hours with somebody. And that's when you go back to 10 people sort of thing. Yep. I look on it, you know, there's some of my friends I wish I would have taken out of the boat because sure. they're probably going to listen to this and think I'm an asshole. But the reality <laughs> is, is like I can count on my hand on between two, like the people that have been to my house that I consider my friends. And you're like, to me, my home is my sacred ground. You on the road, these people that get on a bus with you. Correct. You there's, there's a whole different world there, man. You got to feel like yourself. And 
you know, there's also like, like kind of this flip side of you are the five people that you spend the most time with. Like I've heard that my whole life. Product of your environment. It's freaking real. So like somebody like Ashley, who's so driven and and also like adventurous and all these amazing things that I love about Ashley, she's going to kind of pour that into me as well. Yeah. And so I think continuing to like shrink the circle, but focus on quality over quantity. It's just, it's been nice. I think it, it's less pressure on me to like have to go and try to meet all these people. I'm like, nah, man, I love the people that are in my life. I'd rather just double down on our awesome relationships. It's kind of dope. Right. It's kind of neat that she's dude, literally doing the same thing. You guys are side by parallel, I guess is the 100%. best word for it. And, and Dude, she'll do something before me, and then I'll do the next, the, literally the same thing the next week, and then I'm playing Stonies, and then she'll be here. It's like this crazy thing where we get to kind of look out for each other and be like, right. hey, you're going to play this venue, okay? Uh, this was awesome, but look out for this, or how's your voice feel after four days? Okay, so I found this kind of drop thing. Like, it right. really is cool. It's it's unlike anything else. When you get done with your show tonight, you should just call her and FaceTime her and just be like, I did it first. <laughs> just throw it in her face. Yes. Yeah, I will. That deal. As as you should. What's yeah. next for you? So you leave you leave here tonight, head mm-hmm. to? Uh, L.A. is tomorrow, and the Sacramento is Sunday. So, where are you playing at in Sacramento? Goldfield. That's the name of the place? Mm-hmm. Goldfield Sold Trading out? Post. It's dang close. Maybe 20 tickets left. I'm going to make a phone call when we get done with this. My mm-hmm. friends, I have some friends that live up there and just tell them to go. Yeah. And um, if they can't, I'm calling you to get them in. <laughs> Deal. We got <laughs> that. But uh, um, that's rad. And then what's the rest of the year consist of? Yeah, it's the, kind of the end of the Western tour, honestly. We'll just kind of smush right up until the holidays, like December. Do you play in December? Yeah, up to December 10th. So it's going to be a long you know, haul. Like this is our, I think our most challenging week with excuse me, like four shows, San Diego here, LA, Sacramento. So, and the album came out today. So just kind of like, this is the eye of the storm, if you will, of busyness for the year. But at the same time, this is exactly why you do it to go to places like last night. I've never played in San Diego and there's 400 human beings who are screaming back words to my songs. Like beautiful. If I could tell dorm room me, he'd be like, yeah, quit your bitching. Like it's time. It's that's awesome. So I love it. I think the, the thing that I do that I think a lot is different than a lot of artists is I believe in the albums and the songs that I put out to the extent of that I push them and I and I market them for years to come. Yeah. And I'd heard Tyler the Creator talk about that. He's like, all these artists get so hype on a project, they drop it and then act like they never fucking made it. It's so weird, especially with the internet. Like, why would you create a twenty song album? Go all the way up to release day and be like, here you go. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I Peace feel out. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like I just got the jersey. Yeah. Now it's time to go play. So, right. uh, you know, from here till honestly the foreseeable future, we're going to be pushing this album because I believe in it. Just because you've heard it doesn't mean everyone else has. And that's kind of like that, that mindset of what I think about what he just said in, mm-hmm. in, in regards to that. Just goes, but I'm going to go back to one thing. And that's that the DJ that was there last night, Nikki, wrote me mm-hmm. today and said, You did phenomenal oh, last cool. night, which I thought was super rad. Um, the album part of it all, I think that you should always progress with that and always keep doing it. Do you find yourself ever going back and deleting something off Spotify? We haven't yet. I mean, we deleted like the OG first Why? project. Why? It was like, I would say it would be detrimental <laughs> to have listened to that stuff. It was so bad. Dude, but it's, no, you can't, man. That's the that's the road that got you to where you are today. 
There was I'm, like there's a certain line in it's which his ego. It's his ego, right? Well, <laughs> but we still have stuff up that I'm not stoked about. Right. But I do like keeping that stuff up because I think now it's kind of fun to like you know, you can really track the discography. Like I think the earliest thing we have is a single called Let It Happen. That's when I was like literally like a food runner at a country club. The song came out two weeks late through like CD Baby or something, like one of those early distro Holy things. Holy shit, I remember them. Two weeks late. Imagine go like, it's Friday. Okay, well, maybe the next day. Two weeks later, we get a nothing. We just see it on Spotify. Like, well, it's you out. Mean, oh, wow. CD Baby was like your di- distribution oh, for or that? Or maybe it was like DistroKid or TuneCore. Yeah, just yeah. one of the wow. like, general ones. But we had no contact and like, Right. Um, the Almar, I'm like sunburnt in, like severely sunburnt. It's badass. It's, I'd use the word embarrassing. I feel like I like badass. But what I like <laughs> about it is I'm cool to like be the guy who is transparent. Again, like I'm sure. a human. So like 2017 Spencer would be even that was like 2014, 2015. I think he'd be really stoked about the new album. And I think it's cool to like be able to listen to the guy in the dorm room to now the guy in the tour bus and feel the quality difference. Kind of like watch me fight for my sound. Right. Watch me figure out who I am over time, I think. Especially like, you know, in the future, if I were to be one of the guys, I think it's cool for people to imagine you're a new artist and you're like, well, I can never do what Spencer's doing. And I go, Go to your open your Spotify right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, check it out. That's what I'm saying in in regards to that. It's the ability yeah. to twofold to see for uh, a, a consumer of music to go back and look at your career and go, this is where you started. This is where he hits today. Mm-hmm. It could be one of those things. I mean, it could be it could have been that bad. Where like, bro, it's possible. Like you can change. You can work on stuff. But yeah. it's the whole green world of it all. I I've I've got a buddy of mine um, that had two singles that I absolutely loved. He deleted them both from Spotify, and I'm like, why? And it just was his past that he really didn't want any part of anymore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it might have been bad timing with labels, with publishing, with whatever, but it, it still was part of the stepping it's your story. Stone. Yeah, and it gets yeah. you to where you are today. I think the OG stuff, like, it's so far off from the brand, but I feel like there, there's, like, a, a natural point where, like, the Let It Happen stuff could still be up. And maybe we sign with a label and they want to take it down, but I do feel confident that, like... I would show anybody that stuff because I think it is cool to like it's neat. Let people into the journey. Like I love hearing I've heard stories of and maybe this is all hearsay, but I like to hope that it's true that like Sam Hunt moved to town and like was a completely different artist and wasn't very good and got told no cuz I could relate to that at a point. I we had somebody who was close to us when we first moved to town and she was talking about Kenny Chesney going to all these rounds and people were laughing at him. Yeah. They said he was so bad. He could not play the guitar. His songwriting was cliche. And he got told that and he took it. And like, he's just the kind of guy that's like, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I'm going to go out work. You shouldn't I'm have said ruin that. ruin you now. And that's right. what she said. He was like, just the hardest worker in town. And everybody knew it. He would write five songs in a day when people wrote two. And that was just the difference. I, I love stuff like that. I listened to Red Atkins talk at one of the ACM Honors show. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was about about um, was it Red Atkins? Yes, it was about Red Atkins and how he walked into a bar in Nashville when he first moved there, and there was a guy playing guitar, and it was Kenny Chesney, doing nothing like whatever. And yeah. Kenny was so nice to him and said, "Hey, come up here and do this." He's like, "No, nah, Red's like, I just came to town, you know. Like, I guess they swapped spots. There was nobody else in the bar. Blah blah blah." And Red c- continued with the story to say that tonight, my son 
is out on the road opening for Kenny Chesney, and you're just like, dude, it's so full circle. And, so and, and my favorite thing, I always say this about this country music genre, is the majority of y'all, I'm not going to say everyone, but the majority of y'all, y'all champion each other, which is the raddest thing in the I world. Love I, I love watching artists repost their friends or music, and this is a banger, and you got to check this one out. And this is a song like I do it through country AF radio mm-hmm. songs. I do it on my personal stuff of music that I listen to that kind of like goes, damn, that's that's pretty freaking cool song because yeah. it related to me. But watching the artists do it, it's that's dude, that's got to be flattering in some sense to know that your core group does that. Yeah, uh, and there's not too many other genres out there that do it because all the other no, ones are fighting it's way with too cutthroat. Yeah. And I mean, what you said earlier, like a rising tide lifts all ships. It's yeah. real. Like I don't, it is. and I think. I've gotten to the point now where, like, I'm watching other people do stuff a little behind me, a little ahead of me, whatever that means. And you just kind of realize, like, there's so much to go around. It's not a scarcity mindset. It's actually a surplus mindset. Yeah. There's millions of fans. And guess what? They can go from listening to Morgan Wallen to Sam Hunt to Carly Pierce back to Breland, back to me, back to whoever they want right and it's actually only helping this genre that's why i don't get the whole shit on pop country when you know something like uh body like a back road probably introduced country music for the first time to a lot of people millions yeah. of people who were like on the fence dan and shay dan and shit tequila yeah. my sister hates country music i'll use the word hate i walk into her room and she's listening to dan and shay i'm like do you, do you know what this is? She's like, it's just good. <laughs> and swear to God, she then found, you know, Rascal Flats. Oh, found, wow. Which she had grown up listening to, but like didn't Re-found even him. know. Yeah, like she's like, Mom, I found this song. It's called What Hurts the Most. My mom's like, I've played that song in the car for 20 years. Yeah. She's like, no, I found it. It's like, But that that's the gift of uh, that conversation. I think Huge. that's cool. And I, I, I don't think it's a you know, competition. I, I think it's this beautiful pouring in and out of itself thing. And I, I'm cool. I'm just glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be a part of the country music family. It's huge. I was driving in my truck with my buddy Ian and his girl. Her name's Rebecca. And I uh, I was listening to Country AF Radio and Andrew Janokas in Wine Country comes on. Yeah. And she's in the back seat. We just got done eating sushi and she starts singing it. Does not listen to country. Mm. And I turned it down. I go, how the hell do you know this song? Like, how, how do you know who Andrew, Janikas, Janokas, whatever the fuck his yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I have any. Anyway, uh, she's like, oh, TikTok. I'm like, what? And yeah. she's like, Tick-. I'm like, holy shit balls. Like, My I favorite compliment is I don't listen to country music, but I like what you're doing. Like, uh? that's the coolest when somebody from like, I mean, this is really like Puerto Rico is like, I, I've never even heard of country music. I don't know what that is. I love what you do. Tell me more. Right. And like, I'll literally DM them on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm I'm happy to kind of have my feet in two different worlds. It's it's nice to open that door. I got, um, I forgot who it was, but a friend of mine uh, that does not listen to country heard Tequila and said, have you ever heard this song before? And I was like, yeah, like three years ago. And they're like, what are you talking about? It just came out. And I'm like, yeah, it just came out on your pop radio station. Exactly. Because that crossover was huge. I'm going to have some fun with you. The guys of After Midtown, I always give them kudos for this. They asked me this question, and I loved it. If you can go back in time and listen to an album for the first time all over again and get that Mm. same feeling you had, what album would that be? Oh, man. You know my answer? I think there's probably... Can I give you like a country and a non-country? Absolutely. Okay. 
No, it's got to be country. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, the the non-country one, I might give you a few. Um, John Bellion's The Human Condition. Is that what you had pulled up? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. John Bellion is like, he writes all the huge Bieber stuff right now. He's okay. an incredible songwriter. He had Rihanna hits, Eminem hits. Will you text um, me that? So I can listen to it. He's Please. he's like a savant genius. Okay. Um, and just his like his writing style, his melodic sense. I had never heard anything like it. And especially, you know, so like the other answer for that would probably be like Justin Timberlake twenty twenty experience, like that great album, that full length thing. I was like, what in the? I think it's my favorite non country album. Um, but the human condition was like this kind of like took that and made the like 20, whatever, 16 version of it. And it's one of my most listened to albums. Um, yeah, just, and you know, obviously there's nostalgia involved. I was just moved to Nashville and so I was wide eyed and I was always driving around just like bopping and listening. So that definitely that one Montevello from Sam Hunt. So funny. Um, I was in college, and my roommate's girlfriend at the time goes, have you heard of this guy, this Sam Hunt guy? I was like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like a country gatekeeper at the time. I was like, I You were the man. Correct. And she's like, well, I heard of him, and it's really cool. Check it out. And I literally, like, took my hat off. was, like, scratching my head. I was like, this is, what is this? This is insane. He invented a new genre. Yeah. And I, I like on repeat i can tell you the parking lot in amc where i was when i heard um leave the night on for the first time with my buddy john wood and i we just played it like 10 times i was like that is crazy and now looking back it doesn't feel as crazy because you know there's been so many dupes and sure versions myself included of like you know you kind of see something that you like and you try to be it but then you got to find your own version yeah that's what we are now but um i think montevello is so important to who i am and i think you know, hot take. I think Sam Hunt is the best artist writer in country music. I don't I, think his writing anybody stands close to it. I'm gonna sell myself out on two things. First one, Sam Hunt was not a fan, not a fan at all until I listened to Behind the Pines. Mm, yeah. And then I went back and listened all over again and went, I get it. Yeah. But it took that album, obviously old, yep. for me to really engage myself with the newer stuff. And same thing with Eric Church. Mm. Until he did that ACM of Stick That in Your Country song live, I went back and started digging deep myself. I liked him, but yeah. wasn't anything that I necessarily took the time Freaking to dive about, into. Yeah, yeah. But then I did with both of those artists and was like, holy shitballs. Like, I missed out. I mean, that's, I don't call it my own ignorance, but in some sense, it was my own ignorance. Yeah. And we all, we all have like instances of that where you're like, eh, it's not for me. But then it's so good at a certain point. You're like, yeah. dang it. That is for me. I have to like it. And then you go back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You know, Montevello, I think. Great album. And and again, there's just so much nostalgia involved of being a college kid. And those experiences, those songs, they're all tied together now. So I, I probably have big old rose-colored glasses talking about all these things. But yeah, I think it's come to funny mind. that Jeff over here picked them both. Yeah, he knows me pretty well. We've been doing this, you know, since 2014. So we just hit eight years together. Jeff, Jeff's been with me from... I mean, way before we had a thousand streams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, we used to literally freak out, like, jumping up and down, celebrating, like, a song hit 
20,000 streams. That's still a lot, dude. It it is a lot. And like Yeah, like this the single that we released today is going to probably end the day at like 80,000 streams first day. It's badass. That's crazy and and it's that brick by brick thing we were talking about earlier. The reason it's so sweet for Jeff and I is because we've literally showed up in how many cities and had zero people buy a ticket. We've showed up to a Spotify meeting and just been told, it's not quite there yet. We really want to hear some, like, what makes you you. So to get the billboard in Nashville, to get the quarter billion streams independently, to come to a city like Seattle last weekend and sell out in a city I've never been before, Sure, that's why it's so sweet for Jeff and I, because we've been there for eight years i need you to do me a favor at some point in your career do a shirt that just says what makes you you that's what <laughs> it should say and that's it just for shits and giggles yeah dude. i mean what was your um phone background forever it was like do what you do do what you do and yeah. that's real like we i think for a while you the whole town is a bunch you know like somebody like morgan wall pops up so everybody tries to be like morgan sure and somebody like sam pops up so everybody tries to be like sam because that's the it correct yeah. and, and eventually you know, if he's a clarinet and he's a trumpet, you just got to be like, look, I play the triangle. Yeah. And I'm going to beat the fuck out of this triangle forever and ever until I find my people. And yeah. eventually people go, you know what I really like is the triangle. Now, is the triangle the best analogy? No, because everyone hates the triangle. But you know what? They I'm happy to be the, Correct. <laughs> I'll be the cowbell and we need more cowbell. Dude, I love it. Dude, thank you again for the time. Tell people how to find you online. Of course, man. At Spencer Crandall on all the things. Uh, at Spency Boo on Twitter. I made it when I was 14. Um, but other than that, just Spencer Crandall. Did did did, did you just say Spency Boo? Spency Boo. How many followers you got on Twitter? 75,000. Jesus Christ. Spency Boo it is. <laughs> I barely moved out. But I would bet There's already somebody sick of your shit on my side of the bed. You say you're sorry, and it sounds so sweet But girl, just stop it, I can see you clearly Don't you dare tell me this time's different I don't buy it, baby.